thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Episode 78, Save Money by Living in an RV. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And I am just a guest on today's show because this is really the Jill show today. (laughs) We're talking RV living to save money uh, and to for a minimalist lifestyle. Yeah. Um, thank you, Jen. But also, why did it take so long? I had to be sure you were really in this for the long haul because I didn't want you to get a big head like at first. Right. Yeah. No, that's a good thought. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about this. I finally feel validated that I get to talk about my lifestyle. But let's be clear, it did take a year and a half. I, I see you. I hear you. And <laughs> I'm apologizing to you. But let's not dwell on the past. Let's talk about okay. our present sponsors. So we can get into this. Let's not waste any more time getting into this. <laughs> also brought to you by Genie in a Bottle. Not the Christina Aguilera version, but the Aladdin version reminding us of phenomenal cosmic powers. Itty bitty living space. You too can experience all the financial cosmic power of small spaces while living itty bitty. Genie in a Bottle. Don't have one. Be one. <laughs> I had to go far away from the mic when you said that. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> you weren't prepared for that. Clearly, you didn't. You didn't read my notes before we it. started. I didn't read it. <laughs> I try to go in with as little information as possible to these things, and yeah. I'm always pleased when I do that. Yeah, oh it's, man, it's fun for us at least. Yes. Don't think about it too much. But I kind of thought about that, like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am so excited to talk about your itty bitty living space. I met you when you were living in your first motorhome that you renovated. And literally, I didn't know what to expect when you were like, we live in a motorhome. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) And then (laughs) why are we hanging out? Right. You invited us into it. And I walked in and my mind was blown. It was gorgeous and so cute, so perfect. And then you did it again. You, <laughs> I've seen the pictures of this one. I have not been in it, 
but it is just as beautiful. And I am so excited for you to share your wisdom on it so that people know all of the things that are available to them if they choose to live in an RV. Thanks, Jen. Such kind words. So yes, we have lived in an RV. Both of them are RVs, but a motorhome first, which was 36 feet, and did some other non-traditional living, which you've heard me talk about in other episodes. And now we are in a camper trailer. So this is the kind that you'd have to hook up to a vehicle and pull it around. So I'm excited to share what I've learned through this. And if other people are interested in some version of tiny living or specifically RV living, this is the one for you. Even if it isn't though, I'm really hoping that we can make some of these tips uh, feasible for those who are living in more traditional setups that might help you to just live more intentionally and still get at some financial goals regardless of the space that you live in. So hopefully this is one for everybody, but definitely really for you that are thinking about doing this. Mm -hmm. So we will still go through our articles, but then I'll also give some feedback from my experience. So the first article comes from Axel Addict talking about can you save money living in an RV? And I really do love their answer is it depends. (laughs) So (laughs) at first glance, you would assume, of course, you'd save money. But there, there are ways to spend a lot of money in RV living, just depending on what kind of RV you buy. You can buy a motorhome for a million dollars. So it's possible that you could spend a lot of money. And even if you're not going crazy with it, you could spend $100,000, dollars on an RV. So that that definitely depends. But there's some other nitty gritty things that we can go through. This one, it begins by talking about if you're considering doing this, if it's something that you're wondering, hey, could I do this? There are some simple ways to begin. And so one thing that they tell you to do is to set up a cost comparison. And you can do this by first making a list of every expense that you currently have. And then going back through and making another list of what expenses you anticipate will remain in living in a tiny home or an RV or a camper. And then obviously subtracting and looking at what's what's left over. Will you actually save from what you were spending to what you think you will be spending and will it actually save you money? So that's a great place to start is just looking at the finances. Yeah, I was surprised about the camping fees. There are different prices like per area you're in, like the area we're in is pretty expensive. So not really conducive to full-time RVing, but there are other places where you can stay for completely for free. Right. And they change depending on how often you move. Right. Yes. So another thing to consider, and they make some good points in this article, is where you park. So a lot of RV parks will charge you either a nightly, weekly, or sometimes monthly rate. And usually you get your best deal at a monthly rate, but it still can be quite a lot. This, of course, depends on the area, but I know in our area, you can spend as much as $800 to $1,000 a month just to park at an RV park. And, And that's not even including sometimes utilities or whatever you might be paying on your actual 
home if you have gotten a loan out for it or whatever the case is. So in that case, it may not be cost effective if you're going to park in a trailer park or an RV park that's charging that amount versus what you might be able to rent an apartment for or a condo for. So that also is something to be looking into is where can you park and how much are those fees going to be? So some other important considerations, again, if this is something that you're considering, another thing to ask yourself is the type of RV. So there's all sorts of options. There are the tiny homes, right, which is what you see on HGTV with the beautiful siding. They literally look like small homes that have been built onto trailers. They are mobile, but they're not something that you're going to be constantly carting around down the road. The idea is to move it to a location and basically have it stay there. Uh, Then you've got your motor homes, which is the vehicle and the home combined and all different sizes, class A, class B, class C. Then that just kind of talks about what size it is. Then you've got your trailers or your campers that would be a pull behind. That could be a fifth wheel, which kind of comes up over the cab of the truck or more of a camper that is just like on the hitch and it doesn't come up over all different sizes. And then you've even got your mobile homes, your park models, and you can do all this research. Those are all kind of the different types at a glance, but all of them are different sizes, require different types of vehicle or no vehicle at all. So there's all different types of points of entry here. But another thing to consider is what size would I want? What kind of vehicle would I, would I want to have with it? And this article links to another article that can help you kind of figure out what type would be best for you. So feel free to check that out. Another important consideration that I agree with is knowing how to repair and maintain. This also depends on whether or not you're trying to do this to save money or if you're trying to do this just for adventure. But if you're doing this to try to save money, it'd be important to know how to do these things to make it as economical as possible. I would say that is one of the biggest things for us. I'm not sure that I would be able to do living in an RV or a camper without Eric. He does a lot of the repairs. He's got a lot of the know-how. Not that I couldn't learn, but I just don't know that it'd be worth it for me. (laughs) Uh, So that's something to consider that it's not your typical apartment. There are things that you have to be doing and paying attention to that are different from home ownership or living in an apartment with a landlord. And we'll get into that. Of course, you cannot have a conversation about living in an RV without talking about septic. I will give you a warning if you are sensitive (laughs) to those kinds of conversations. Uh, But that's part of this. And if that's something that you don't want to be a part of your regular conversation, then then this is definitely not for you. (laughs) If you can't marry rich, marry capable. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Make Eric take out the septic. And let him handle that. Yeah. Uh, affordable parking. We've already talked about that. So they, they definitely have some great considerations. They also talk about safe driving habits. <laughs> wah, wah. I mean, okay. Who wants to get a speeding ticket at their house? <laughs> That's true. Yes. <laughs> That's kind of a no brainer. And then they also list, which I don't know how important this is, but putting your RV close to shopping and other services that are convenient. I don't know. That's Sure, but doesn't really matter to me. You can drive. You could drive 
to what you want. Or get it online. Yeah, you had a, a little Vespa that you took around when you had the motorhome, mm-hmm. um, which is the one that you drive. But now it's much easier. You have the trailer that you can just unhitch from the car and, and go just normally. Yeah, exactly. It was fun when we had our motor home. Rather than tow a car, we just put a little scooter on the back on on the hitch. And so we went from driving the biggest thing on the road to driving the smallest thing on the road, which was fun and allowed us to to get around that way. But yeah, now we just have normal vehicles and and our home is parked. We don't we don't drive it around places. That's a common question that we get is, so where are all the places you're going to go? And we literally are doing this to save money. That's the first goal. It's it's not to travel a lot. So I know a lot of people will buy campers or motorhomes to travel. That's the goal. And that's perfectly fine. And and I would say a great idea. But for us, it primarily stays parked. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to know we can take it wherever we want. Yeah, like you can take it to Florida in the winter. Exactly. I'm really looking (laughs) forward to that, actually. (laughs) I am as well. Yeah. It's nice to know that I can change the view outside of my window. If I don't like it, I'll just go find another one. Yeah. And then another good thing that they point out in this article, there's plenty other things that they point out. So feel free to check it out in our show notes, but limited possessions equals lower expenses. So I will say, regardless of your point of entry into RV living, whether you get a big one or a small one, it is going to limit the amount of possessions that you have. And so that's something that I have found. I know that in previous episodes, I've talked about how I love to go thrift store shopping or hit up yard sales. And that has shifted in tiny living. I I don't go really ever or as often as I used to because I don't have space for anything else. I feel as though I've got, I've collected the things that I need to live well in my tiny space. And beyond that, there isn't room to collect more unless I get rid of something. So there have been times where I think something might be a bit more functional for me. I'm going to purchase that thing and then get rid of something else. But otherwise, it has really trained me in contentment and not purchasing new things. That, of course, is as much as you let let that happen. But there is limited space, so you can't just collect. And I'm not doing all the different decor for the different seasons. And there's a part of me that's like, oh, I wish that I could buy some mums and put some mums out for fall or pumpkins. But then I'm like, oh, I'm glad I'm saving the money. Mm Mm-hmm. I have a three-bedroom house, and I have no holiday decor. So <laughs> Love it. You could just be a, a grump and not celebrate <laughs> holidays. I'm thinking for Christmas about just taking a picture of my favorite pine tree and putting it as the background on my yes. phone. And that'll be my Christmas tree. Yes. <laughs> I saw a picture of one RV that was like, do-it-yourself RV fireplace. And... It was like, step one, search YouTube for fireplace. <laughs> step two, hit play. <laughs> exactly. That was it. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And it'll train you in contentment. Mm-hmm. So those are some things that. to consider if this is something that you honestly would want to do. And feel free to check out that article. Anything else here for you, Jen, that stood out? I want to point out because this is not something I knew before, but you are actually on 
your in-laws property. That's where you park. So that's like free for Mm -hmm. you. So that's an ideal way to spend money is to have a place where you can park for free. Um, Yeah. So or there are some campgrounds that if you do some work, maybe like 20 hours a week, then you can get discounted or free stay there. Mm -hmm. So that's another Mm -hmm. option because parking the RV is usually is one of the biggest expenses. Buying it, renovating it, if that's what you're going to do, and then parking it yep. are the big ones. Great point. Yes. So if you could find somebody's property to park on, that's great. If you can find an inexpensive RV park, that's great too. I know that I mentioned some parks are $800 to $1,000 a month, but you can find them between $300 to $600 a month also. So again, that just depends on the area that you're in. And they they do often provide a lot of perks. And like Jen said, sometimes you can work there and then you can park for free. So if you've got flexibility and time, that's a great option. Another thing that we did that this depends on your comfort level, but we did post on a local Facebook site, Facebook group site that we were looking for a place to park. I think it was on the yard sale, our local yard sale site that we were looking for a place to park, listed out the things that we would need in order to park, which is basically uh, a 20 amp outlet, a garden hose and a septic clean out within 150 feet. Uh, Most places will have that. Most homes have that. And so we received quite a lot of feedback. There were about 15 to 20 very viable options of of people responding to us through direct message saying, hey, you could. So we did check out a few places. They are still on our list of possibilities if we ever decide to leave my in-laws property. So just so you know, you can get creative. Again, depends on comfort level, but it's possible to even find somebody who's looking for an extra two to $300 a month. So it's less than what an RV park might be, but yet the people's property that you're staying on, they get a, a little bit of money every month for basically doing nothing. So there's options mm-hmm. as far as parking goes. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity, when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month, New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Now that I have kids, I'm hyper aware of the information I put online. But unfortunately, there's only so much I can do. Our personal information is everywhere on the internet, and I don't have time to monitor and take it off every website. That's why I personally use Delete Me. 
Delete Me is a service that finds and removes any personal information from hundreds of data broker websites and makes sure it stays off. Delete Me isn't just a one-time service. It's always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you don't want on the internet. I signed up, completed a questionnaire, and they took it from there, submitting opt-out requests to data broker sites and keeping my personal info private. To take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. Now, at a special discount for our listeners, today get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com frugal and use promo code FRUGAL at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash FRUGAL and enter code FRUGAL at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash FRUGAL, code FRUGAL. And moving on to our next article. So this one comes from Heath and Alyssa. So they motorhome full-time. They, it looks like from their blog that they travel quite often, and that's kind of one of their main goals with living in an RV, but they go through 21 questions that everyone asks them about living in an RV. We're not going to go through all 21, but we've picked out some of our favorites and also some of the questions that people often ask me in living in a camper. So we'll kind of go through those. The first one that I like and I do also get asked a lot is, do you ever get tired of living in a small space? And I like their answer and I agree with it. They say no, they really enjoy it, but there are luxuries that they miss. So for the for the guy, Heath, who is writing this article, he says that he misses baths, <laughs> that he really enjoys them, doesn't care what people think about him. He misses bath time. Mm. So for me, similarly, I think, well, the shower is great and I think it's a great size, but I will say that when we go stay at other people's houses or when we're in a hotel room, I do notice the difference. So there are times when those experiences will highlight that, oh, this is a little bit nicer of a shower than what I have in my home. But on a day-to-day basis, it's not something that I'm regularly thinking about and I'm fine with it. Eric found an amazing hot water heater So that's worked out perfectly for us. And we'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode. But little luxuries, I would say, I miss. But overall, I really enjoy tiny living. Mm. And if this is something, this is just a side tip, if this is something that you are heavily considering, but you're not quite sure if it would work for you and your family, I would encourage you to try it out. You could either Airbnb a tiny home and see what tiny living is all about for a week or two, or even consider buying a trailer off of Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace for two to $6,000 and live in that for a short time and see, do I want to do this? It's a low cost investment to try it out and then maybe work your way up to something that's a little bit nicer or a little bit more expensive. You could also, if you're looking for like an Airbnb type for RVs, RV share is exactly like Airbnb, but it only has all types of RVs. So you could probably negotiate like a month rate with someone and Mm. give it a try for a month and see how it works for you. Yeah, awesome. Good tip. I have a question on here that I wanted to ask you. Go for it, Jen. How do you get your mail and internet TV and phone service? That Heath answered this one in in here, but I want to hear it from you, how it yeah. differs or is similar. Sure. So similar to 
what they say in this article. They get their mail to their in-laws. So we do that also, (laughs) but that's because we live here. So this is our home address. And if you are living at a campground or on somebody's property, you can just have your mail sent there, especially campgrounds and RV parks. They will have a system for mail. If you are on the road a lot, you can forward your mail or get a P.O. box. So they list a great resource in there of escapees. It's a RV motorhome magazine and website, which is kind of funny that it's called escapees. But they talk about that as well. So you can also check out their article and their links. But information on how to get mail forwarded if you are going to be on the road a lot or like I said doing a P.O. box so there's all kinds of options as far as internet goes as they mentioned in the article a lot of campgrounds will have wi-fi it may not always be the best so keep that in mind for us Eric did a lot of research And we've got a really awesome setup. So he told me that I have to give a shout out to this guy on YouTube. His name is David Bott. And he is a full-time RVer. And I will link him in our show notes. He's got a ton of resources on the types of things that you can do in an RV, different tech stuff that can help make it as feasible as possible. But through him, we learned about this high power directional antenna that supposedly can pick up internet within a five mile range. That has not been our experience, but we haven't needed it to go five miles. So we do pick up internet off of his parents. So you you do have to know the the internet code. So it's a bit better than just a Wi-Fi extender. And so you could do that in whatever area you're in. So if you are parking on somebody's property and able to give them a little bit of money for the internet and get their their passcode or pick up free internet if there is such a thing within that five mile radius of wherever you're parked. So I will link David in the show notes, but also which he'll tell you about this specific High power directional antenna. And that's about as many nerd words as I'm going to use. I probably need one of those in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our internet is shoddy in our bedroom. So it's I'll, possible. Maybe I'll install an antenna. So a Wi-Fi <laughs> extender would probably be all that you would need, Jen. This thing is pretty complicated, but it is, it's working like a champ. So I'm very mm. grateful for it. That's awesome. Yeah. And as far as TV goes, I mean, we just use our internet, but usually we don't do cable. A lot of millennials don't. Uh, I would encourage everybody not to do cable anymore since there's (laughs) so many other options, but you can use phone. We use our laptops. We also do have a TV that we just connect to Roku, Roku, do Amazon Prime, Netflix, all that. So I really, I have not missed out. I think it's very similar to what it would feel like in a home. Yeah, that's awesome. So then the next question that stood out to me too, which I think I hear a lot of people asking is RV versus tiny house. I call my little camper a tiny home because it is. It's my home and it's tiny. I think it throws some people off because then they, <laughs> they picture HGTV, which I'm fine with that. You know, I'm trying it to break like down HGTV the stigma. It looks like HGTV in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It looks freaking great. <laughs> Thank you. And I love what they say about this. And I would agree is it really depends on what you want to do with your tiny home. 
So if you are planning on primarily being stationary, then a tiny house is great, as in, you know, the one that actually looks like a house, but it's just tiny versus the more vehicle looking option. So if you're going to be traveling a lot, definitely go for something that's built for that, like a motorhome or a camper. I will also say that tiny houses are a lot more expensive. If you're going to build one or buy one off of somebody, you're looking at spending at least $60,000, if not all the way up to $150,000, especially if you want it to look really beautiful and like your home. Uh, whereas RVs, and motorhomes, campers, you can buy them used for as low as five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars. Certainly, you can get higher than that, but you can get a really nice one in the thirty to fifty thousand dollar range. And then, of mm -hmm. course, you can do renovations, which we did on both our motorhome and our camper. Which I'll also link that in the show notes. We've got a little walkthrough video on YouTube of our motorhome that we lived in a few years ago, and I've just got some pictures of the current camper that we live in. So I'll put both of those in our show notes. But I will say probably the biggest benefit of a tiny home is the potential for insulation value. So if you are parking in a colder climate area, tiny homes, you can make more insulated like a house. Although a lot of motorhomes and campers come with winter packages and have some great insulation value. So we, we just chose to go this route because we felt like it's already built for being able to be on the road. They are less expensive and we can do the renovations to make it look like how we want. So on the inside, it looks beautiful. On the outside, it looks like a camper. If that's important to you, the aesthetic of the exterior, then of course you might go the tiny house route. Nice. Any other questions here, Jen, that you stood out I to? have one. So their question that they got was, what do you guys do for groceries and cooking? Mm. Mine is similar, but like, do you meal plan? Like, I guess it's the same. Like, what do you guys do for groceries and, and cooking? Because you have such mm -hmm. a small refrigerator. We do have a small refrigerator, but I have not lacked for space in that regard. Now, it's just Eric and I. So even when we lived in an apartment or even when we house sat and had a large size refrigerator, we never used the whole thing. So I know mm -hmm. that that would be different for families and you'd probably have to be a bit more creative or buy a model that allows you a more full size fridge, which do exist. So we have not lacked for space, but it, I have had to be a bit more creative in paring down what we choose to buy, the condiments that we want to keep on hand. So I am not buying uh, some of these one-off ingredients for a specific recipe, which I think even our episode, Jen, that you and I recorded where we did the interview about a minimal kitchen cupboard and mm -hmm. kind of how to decipher what are my staples and what am I not going to keep around. That that was very helpful for me in paring those things down. I will also say that in our renovations, we focused a lot on trying to get as much space as possible, which is really fun for me, like creativity in organization. So we took out our microwave. I realized that the only thing I use the microwave for is to reheat my coffee. <laughs> so <laughs> we just got good thermoses and and that's 
how we keep our coffee warm. And otherwise we heat things up in the oven or on the stove. So that got me a lot of extra space for some dry ingredients. And otherwise RVs particularly, you know, your motorhomes and campers, they come with a lot of cupboards. It's it's shocking actually. And I have empty cabinets in my 170 square feet. That might sound a little extreme. And I will say I, I, I love minimalism, but we really have everything we need. And so I think some of this is just trying it out to really see how much do I actually need or use. Mm. So we we do have everything that we need and use and I have not lacked for space. But I will, like I said, it's I'm not purchasing random ingredients and keeping a ton of extras. I am buying and I'm not I'm not buying in bulk. I am buying, you know, the medium sized bags at the grocery store of rice and pasta that can fit into the large ball jars versus. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not doing the the wholesale clubs. Nice. And then last question that I know has been on everyone's mind all episode. What do you do with your poop? (laughs) You went there. Oh my goodness. I told them that we would warn them. Oh, I'm Um, so sorry. I'm sorry. You you must have cut out for that part. I didn't hear it. Maybe your, your internet isn't as strong as you thought it was. I don't know. Yes. So septic, I will call it septic. So it can sound a little bit like it's not what it actually is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, um, you're septic. Yeah, we have a toilet that goes into a, a tank that the tank does need to be uh, emptied. So this is another thing to consider with where you're parking. If you park at a campground, a lot of times you can have your septic directly connected to a septic cleanout and rarely have to think about it. You, you don't ever have to do anything with it. It's already going into the ground. That's fantastic. We do have to clean it out. Uh, there's a lot of different options. I'm just going to cut to the chase on what we have done because it's fantastic. And, and if you are living in an RV, or thinking about it, this is especially for you. I'll I'll put a link to what we use, but we have a macerator pump, which we hook up to the septic tank and it grinds everything down to a garden hose and that can shoot to a septic clean out, which is basically like, I don't know if you've ever noticed on people's properties, they have these little pipes kind of sticking up out of the ground Assuming you know what I'm talking about, that's the septic clean out, but definitely don't go like shoving stuff in there if you're not sure what that what that <laughs> pipe is that's sticking up out of the ground. Uh, but on most properties, people have them in their front yards or their backyards. And so that allows us to just hook it to a garden hose and shoot it through to the clean out. So you don't have to get your hands dirty. Um but you do have to think about it. So Eric cleans that out about every other week and it takes maybe 30 minutes. Nice. Yeah. It's not as intimidating as I thought it was going to be when mm-hmm. we had our RV and Travis did it. It was, you didn't even really see much. Yeah. So. Yeah. There was a time when we had a suitcase. Uh, so that was devastating, needing to shop for a suitcase for our excrement Uh, That he literally would empty it into this plastic suitcase looking thing. 
on wheels and cart it across the property to the septic clean out and dump it in. And at that point, he did need to wear gloves and it was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, good <laughs> job, Eric. He did it. I never had to touch it, but it that was bad. Um, so we have found a much better solution. <laughs> Yes. Just the thing you need to think about when you're going into this, like you don't think about how the poop goes out Mm -hmm. and there are multiple ways. Mm -hmm. Some are better than others. Yep. And then, you know, you've got your gray water and you can either dump that, you know, figure out a clean out for that. Yeah, that's like sink water and all that. We use all eco-friendly plant-based soaps so that we are able to just put directly onto the ground cool yep Eh. you know what else i'm gonna put in a suitcase and carry with me all the time oh i know that was a horrible transition i loved it though no better way to transition (sighs) to the The bill of the week time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the bill of the week. Hi, my name is Emily and I'm from Anaheim, California. And my bill of the week is I, beginning of the month, and I went to pay my credit cards because yay, paying them off each month. And I went to go pay my second credit card, and I looked at it, and it had a negative balance of, like, $300. I panicked at first because I thought maybe I made a payment before, and I didn't realize. And then I was checking through my bank statements and things, and I looked at the credit card payment yet again, and I realized that my husband, who is volunteering at a camp this summer, they refunded the money because instead of helping out just one weekend, he was up there all summer long. So essentially... We got paid for his volunteer work, yay, and we got paid so much, it paid off the whole balance of the credit card for the month, plus we have a credit of over $300. So my bill of the month is one that I didn't have to pay, so yay me, woo woo! (laughs) Yes! Amazing, Emily. Thanks for sharing that story with us. We love bills that we think we have to pay that we end up not needing to pay. That's amazing. I'm so glad that that happened to you and that he got paid for volunteer work. That's great. Sounds like unexpected. I know. So fun. I've never been to like a real summer camp. And so I always have these like ideas. And so it just sounds so fun. (laughs) Eric and I went to an adult summer camp. Really? I kind of want to do that. (laughs) It was the weirdest thing I have ever been a part of. Okay. I mean, go for it, Jen, and report back. But I feel like we chatted. I feel like we talked about this before, actually. We probably did. I think we did. Yeah. (laughs) Eric was playing uh, music at this adult camp. That's why we were there. And I was just like, what is happening? (laughs) But. I mean, it was carefree, summer fun. Summer so fun. I, I don't know if that's what your husband did, Emily. <laughs> it sounds like more traditional summer camp for kids. 
So that's great yeah. that he volunteered and then was that they took care of him financially. That's fantastic. That's awesome. If you have a great bill of the week or month, one that you paid or didn't pay, we want to hear about it. And you can submit it to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill and leave it for us. We are so excited to hear them. Did you go to a summer camp where they drink or where they did not drink? They they were drinking. Yeah. Because I feel like both have their downsides. Oh, they were drinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I feel like that can make it, but that can also break it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, th- thankfully, no one got too, too crazy, but it was definitely weird. Yeah. The ones where you don't drink seem like they could be just as weird. Exactly. So I don't know. <laughs> You can't win either way. I don't know which one I would pick. If you've been to an adult summer camp, let us know about it. (laughs) Tell us what they're like, what your experience was like, whether it was like really good or really weird. Yeah. I really want to (laughs) know. There's only two options. Yeah. (laughs) Weird or good. How do I get my partner on board with our finances? It's a top question we get from listeners, and we've realized it's a game changer when there are tools that allow you to work together better, like Monarch. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com frugal. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple design makes it so easy to set up and manage your household finances. Plus, they have built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. After trying out Monarch myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices, things can get complicated fast. Vanta automates compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001 and more, saving you time and money. With Vanta, you can streamline security reviews by automating questionnaires and demonstrating your security posture with a customer-facing trust center. Over 7,000 global companies like Atlassian, Flow Health, and Quora use Vanta to build trust and prove security in real time. Listeners can claim a special offer of $1,000 off Vanta at vanta.com special. That's V-A-N-T-A dot special for $1,000 off Vanta. That brings us to our next segment. The lightning round. <laughs> Mind blown. All right. That's this literally lightning what was happening. Round that was that sound effect. It is actually brought to you by me, Jill, and Eric. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I took myself out of the lightning round. So every single point is Jill's name. I'm not on here. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to make snide comments. Oh, um, that'll be helpful. No, yeah, we're all going <laughs> to love that. You're still welcome to yeah. be a part of this, Jen. So I'm going to go through some top tips for RV living, but hopefully this can also be helpful, some of them, for regular living, normal people living. (laughs) So we've already mentioned the macerator pump for our septic because 
we are more obsessed with it than we should be. But again, I'll link that so that if you are living, you should link the suitcase, in an RV, the poop case. The suit, no, you don't want that. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not going to help you with that. Just so people can see it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So people can see it. So also quality over quantity is super important when living in an RV or living tiny. But I would also encourage you, regardless of your living situation, that to find what is helpful, what is functional, even if it means spending a little bit more money because it's going to be more quality versus having a ton of stuff. And I don't know why I always use knives as an example, probably because it's my pet peeve when I'm working in a kitchen and knives don't work work. I've had this experience in living in other people's homes, like living with my grandmother or house sitting, and you've just got this drawer full of knives clanking around, none of them working. All I want to do is slice some bread or cut up a tomato and you just get shot with juice and it doesn't work. So I've really loved that I've been able to find some really good. This is this is not even a plug. I know this sounds like I'm like I'm reading off a sponsor. I'm not. I am. I'm just so nope. pleased that I have found two really good knives that work. And that's it. And I take care of them. That's the other thing. You're not supposed to have your knives clanking around in drawers with other things. I will link my knives just for you guys. But other things too, like we have four cups. Well, before we go on, I just want to let, I just want to remind everyone that on a previous episode, we dubbed you the knife ninja. <laughs> so your passion for knives, this isn't new. This isn't like Jill knows her knives. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not that much of an expert, but I mean, you could call me a knifer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. There's other things that I choose quality over quantity on. But I really this is part of I think why I like tiny living is that I love everything I touch and look at because it serves me a purpose. It is quality. It's functional. Uh, and being able to have that in a small space, I have found so vital and also cuts out the clutter. Like I think my mind is more free because I'm not so overwhelmed by all by just a drawer full of junk and none of it works. No, I've got a drawer full of a few things and all of it works. So mm -hmm. you're welcome. Also, moving on to some more technical things, our tankless water heater has been phenomenal. So I know in the one article that we referenced earlier, the guy said that, you know, he has short showers. It doesn't have to be that way in an RV. So I'll also link to this. We found a fantastic water heater. It's not a normal water heater, but it's great once you get used to it. It never runs out. I know sometimes with tankless, they can be spotty. This one has been great. It just, you, you have to set it to a certain temperature and it will only get to that temperature. It won't fluctuate, which is really nice, but um, might require some finagling to get it to the temperature that you want. But once you do that, that is the temperature that it's always going to heat to. Uh, so again, we'll link that. That's been great. I can take as long as showers as I want. What temperature do you like? Ooh, well, lately, as it's been getting cold, I set it to 113. Ooh. <laughs> but in the summer, Steamy. 111. Uh, was where we had it. But Eric also installed it right outside of our shower door so that 
if it is at a temperature that's not comfortable, we can easily readjust. So that's also a thing, depending on where you install it, you can get to it more easily. Nice. And also another tip, less technical, make it beautiful. Again, this can apply for anybody living anywhere, but I will say, I don't think I could live in a small space if it was ugly or dingy or felt really gross. <laughs> so <laughs> us having done our renovations, I like being in this space because I find it beautiful and making it useful along with that. So uh, organizing, getting at some minimalism, figuring out what you use, what's functional, if it can be beautiful and functional, holy moly, you found the Mecca. Mm. Uh, that would be another tip for any space that you have difficulty being in. Make it beautiful, whether that's your, I know we talked about that with cooking we're doing the cooking challenge this month or or maybe your laundry room or wherever it is find ways to to make it beautiful so that you can enjoy being in that space more yeah and it doesn't take a lot of money to make it beautiful you use the least expensive Mm -hmm. flooring which is vinyl and you just put up some white paint some thin wood paneling like You're using all of the inexpensive materials. That's the beauty of an RV. Right. Yeah, exactly. And and you're not doing that much. It's not that much square footage. So even if you are getting an expensive product, it's not going to be nearly as much as doing it in a home. Yeah. And lastly, again, on the more technical side... An all-in-one washer dryer. So we this did blows not, my mind. Yeah, it's amazing. We did not have this in our motor home, but we found space for it in our tiny camper. And that has helped us to be more self-sufficient rather than needing to go to a laundromat or go to friends or family's houses. And people who live in Europe, you're probably a bit more familiar with this. It's again, it's all in one. It's what it sounds like. Once it's done washing, it switches over and starts drying your clothes. You can, of course, stop it if there's things that you want to take out and line dry, but it has been just a lifesaver. I am also linking this. A lot of people have complaints about these all-in-ones. I think they're just not using them correctly. Some quick tips on it for those of you who might have one or be thinking about it. You do have to do smaller loads so that I think sometimes if people are saying it's not drying all the way, it's because you might have it too cram jam packed. And another thing is we don't think that the that the water heater can keep up. So we just have it on tap water. So that might be another issue is if you are having it on hot water, it might not dry as effectively uh, for that reason. But otherwise, it has been fantastic. Mm, I don't know why houses don't have these it's People just aren't as mind. aware. Yeah, we're we're so used to big and a lot and maximalism. I I but you can have these in your home. They they're not specifically for motor homes. They I mean, yeah. Again, I'll link it in the show notes. But certainly, you can have this in your home and save space in your laundry room. Yes. How often do you do laundry? About once a week. So nothing crazy and usually two loads back to back. But Mm -hmm. it's so nice because, I mean, I could do it whenever I want because you can even leave the house and you don't have to be there to switch it over. Assuming everything that's in there is okay to dry, 
it it will you'll come home and the entire cycle will be finished. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Kind of like that's my favorite thing. It is. Oh, Oh, yes. So nice. Instant pots. All the pots. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, Jill, thank you for sharing all of your wisdom. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the podcast, Jen. Thanks <laughs> for the interview. This is so fun. <laughs> Please come back again. Mm. And uh, I'm sure our listeners will love to have you. <laughs> Thanks. I hope so. We'll see what the reviews say. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We are reading a book for this month's book club called Retire Before Mom and Dad by Rob Berger. Um, who we recently had on the show. And we're loving it. He's such a great yeah. guy, Rob. That Rob. Yeah, and you also get to to listen to his interview. So if you want a free copy of his book, leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Screenshot that review and email it to us at frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. We pick one winner for every five reviews that's submitted to us at the end of the month. And then you get your free book. Mm. Yes, if you are a winner, winner, chicken, dinner. (laughs) And if you want to know a great example of a helpful review, here's our review of the week. It's from SMH521, um, which I'm going to assume does not mean so much hate, Mm. but is maybe this person's initials. Shaking my head. Yeah, (laughs) they say, (laughs) new listener, love the show, gave it five stars. The review says, Jen and Jill are awesome. I stumbled onto this podcast a few months ago, but just recently started listening. The episodes have been very relevant and encouraging to me on the journey to become debt-free. I'm looking forward to the new podcast each week. I'm so happy to have found uh, these great episodes. So thank you, SMH521. And if you want us to read your review, please write it and send it for us to see it <laughs> first you gotta write it and then, yeah. and then send it mm-hmm. yeah nice and we'll read thank it. you see y'all next week see you on the road frugal friends is produced edited and mixed by eric siriano Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. So, so you're saying I could charge you eight hundred to a thousand dollars to stay in my backyard? <laughs> uh, you could. I wouldn't okay. park there. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll negotiate. <laughs> We're having the uh, the pavers put down for your arrival. Well, actually, for. For us, but like also for your arrival uh, this week. Amazing. Uh, that's going to be epic. The most epic. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Frugal friends do Florida. It's going to yeah, be. Yeah, the frugal friends live on the same property in Florida. Do you think our friendship can withstand that? It should be. We should live stream it like a reality show (laughs) because everyone's going to be interested to see how we do. Um, (laughs) What else can we do? We can have a confessional booth. Um, (laughs) We really share our real thoughts that don't get released until after we're done living (laughs) together. (laughs) And then be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you said that. Yes. And then all of the remaining episodes of our show are just going to be repeats because we can't bear to record anymore. 
How often are you going to anticipate that we watch Kai? Um, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all of the nights that's going to yeah. be included in the thousand dollar a month rent. Right. I'm going to just put a pack and play in the uh, trailer and then he's mm-hmm. just yours for yep. a few weeks. Plus utilities. I think we'd be <laughs> fine with that. He is so stinking adorable and Eric loves him, which that's a feat in and of itself. Kai loves Eric. I mean, they're bros. Mm. They were fist, yeah. fist bumping by the end. Um, they are bros. Yeah. Oh, you'll just have well, to wait and we'll see. see. Wait and see how that goes. See, see you soon. Coming with, come, bringing our home, bring, bringing everything we own to your house. <laughs> Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings.